Greetings, and welcome to the Saved by Nostalgia podcast. I love the power glove. It's so bad. No! I feel the need. The need for speed. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Look I what you did, you little jerk. Look. I'm coming to get you. Get busy living. Don't get busy dying. You are next. And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Welcome once again to the Save by Nostalgia podcast. Clint Schweitzer and Noah Groninger here. We are absolutely knee-deep into our review of Saved by the Bell. If you're following along at home, it is episode 13. We are on Save That Tiger. Noah, this one originally aired December 16th, 1989. And by this time, at the time this show aired, 50% of all female teenagers were watching this show. It was a huge hit um, on Saturday mornings on NBC. And right now, it is the city cheerleading finals. Bayside and Valley are the favorites. But the real competition is the annual prank war, Noah. This episode hits on a lot of cylinders for me. A lot of good memories of this one growing up. What say you? Yeah, you got those 50% of uh, girls tuning in uh, to watch Dustin Diamond, the sex symbol uh, of the late 80s, early 90s. They got to tune in and watch that. Uh, This episode uh, is no different uh, for the sex symbol of Dustin Diamond. He comes out strong uh, playing the tiger uh, mascot. And uh, this starts off with Zach wanting to go down in history as the prankster prince. Uh, Slater wanted to put snapping turtles in Valley's pool, but Zach said the last time they did that, the swim team set a world record, which I found extraordinary, a world record for a swim team just because they're snapping turtles. Uh, But uh, the Bayside nerds come in, Edward Poindexter is one of them, and they've been toilet papered, TP'd by Valley. And Zach says they got us first, but we'll get them best. And then they kind of walk off and there's this Decent length scene, maybe 20 seconds or so, with Max and the nerds, as the nerds have to be kind of cut out with a sword uh, by Max, because uh, it's two-ply toilet paper. They can't rip it apart themselves. They need the help of Max. And I, I noted that it was kind of strange not seeing any of the main cast members kind for a good 20 seconds or so. You don't see that a lot. Yeah, it was, and it was kind of funny because the the uh, they were uh, accosted at mini golf practice, which I know that you know we went to high school together. I remember our miniature golf team well. Um, not at yes. all that doesn't exist, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, it was kind of funny to see that and just like it, it caught me off guard because I I'm really loving Ed Alonzo in this season. I think he adds a lot. He's like he's in on screen a perfect amount of time. He kind of is a glue that holds things together when they're in the max and they have problems. He's He's kind of always there. I think that's really cool. When he pulls this, he says, let me just get my pocket knife. And he pulls out this sword. Yeah. And like, I didn't really <laughs> expect him to cut them out with the sword. And he does. And it was kind of a, kind of just a strange, quirky, quirky little scene. But um, it appears that in this trillion competition, Bayside has beaten Valley three years in a row, uh, which is really strange considering they are freshmen in high school. <laughs> well, what was strange to me is that Kelly, Lisa, and with the help of Jesse, are holding emergency tryouts for a new cheerleader. The coach is not involved. There is no coach, apparently. Uh, This is something that Kelly and Lisa have uh, started since they've joined Bayside. We need cheerleaders. Apparently, we don't have them. So, And uh, we need a new one. We're going to hold tryouts. The second time we get to see Ronda Robostelli, 
who's trying out for the cheer team. But uh, my money was on 60-year-old crossing guard Betty Sue Breckenridge. Did a nice cartwheel. I thought she would get it, but it ends up being Jesse. Rhonda was just a little bit too aggressive. I thought uh, her tomboy style really came into play here. I love seeing Rhonda. She's just, uh, there's something about her. I think she's actually really pretty. It's strange because they kind of dress her up as this real tomboy, tough girl type. And like, she's too hard edged and too edgy for, uh, for Zach, you know, early on. And it's like, she's really pretty though. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's just me. No, I, I can see that definitely that they, someone that they dress up like that uh, later on, we'll see Violet Bickerstaff who's Tori Spelling and, uh, they, they can dress up anyone like that. I mean, she's got the messy hair, uh, just the tomboy clothes, the hat. And so they make her look that way and they do a great job of it. Cause like, I agree with you that she is a very pretty girl. Well, it's time to strike back and the guys band together. Uh, and by that, I mean, Zach Slater and screech band together and they put glue on Valley's track. They put helium in the music room and they stole Valley's banner, but Valley counters by TPing the hallowed halls of Bayside and uh, it's on the prank war is on. And I just like kind of where this goes. It's like, you know, it's not something that really, you know, we, again, we went to high school together. We, we didn't really have prank wars with another school, but I like how they're developing this rivalry between Bayside and Valley. It is here for the entirety of the show. You see lots of different things between chess matches, football games, wrestling matches. Now we have this prank war and the cheerleading competition. It's all rolled up into one right here on Save the Tiger. Yeah, you got uh, Valley Principal Stingwell in his office with Dan and Stan Clegg, the cousins. Uh, Stan Clegg, a.k.a. Moose, you'll see later on as a Bayside student. Uh, but uh, th this principal is an absolute character to me. He can't be uh, serious for just two seconds out of his day. Uh, his laugh is just boisterous and memorable. Uh, he gets Mr. Belding with a handshake that shocks Mr. Belding's hand. Uh, then Mr. Belding sits down on a chair and the car horn sound goes off and he says, my, my, Richard, noisy panties. What are you wearing, toot of the looms? And it just... <laughs> well after seeing this, I remember, like, I thought that they could have done more with this. Maybe cut away to Valley here and there in this principal, kind of, and his students, kind of their interaction. Maybe when there's more like of a Valley versus Bayside storyline, whether it's a track meet or a wrestling match, a football game, or something like a prank war going on, that they could have cut away more to this throughout the show. And this is kind of the one instance we get, and I really liked it. Well, this is, um, Mr. Stingwell was played by Ronnie Shell who is just a character. He was uh, appeared in such shows as Gomer Pyle. He yeah. was on an episode of Andy Griffith. He was around a lot, you know, kind of back in the day. And he is maniacal. <laughs> Rich! Hi, Elliot. Still using the old book trick, huh? Works every time, pal. <laughs> How you doing? Uh-uh. Huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known. <laughs> Come on in. Sit right here. Sit right here. I think I'll sit over here. <laughs> my, my, Richard, noisy panties. <laughs> what are you wearing, two to the looms? <laughs> it's like I, when I watched him uh, in that scene that you referenced, it's like he's acting almost like Jack Nicholson's version of the Joker in Batman. <laughs> Like, it's what it reminded me of. Like, yeah, um, and it's that. like the movies came out, or the Batman movie came out the exact same year as this. Like, it had come out just a few months before this episode. So it does make you wonder if there was any sort of, you know, referencing there. I mean, the guy is just, I mean, he's out there, and it's kind of a really fun scene. It's funny because his office is just Mr. Belding's office. Yes, absolutely, yeah. 
which is <laughs> insane. I just don't just find another room, something. Nope. They just threw some decorations around and there's Mr. Stingwell's office. Yeah, I know, but apparently he blames Mr. Belding for starting this whole prank war by putting jumping beans in the chili, but Mr. Belding says, no, Stinky, this was you putting poison ivy on Bayside's football field. You started it. Stinky says, yeah, that was rather rash, and then does his just maniacal laugh, like you put it, the Joker laugh. You've got Slater and Zach dressed like Rambo and Dumbo, according <laughs> to Jesse, and uh, Screech is in, just beyond just insane. He is dressed as a karate expert he is teenage mutant ninja screech he uses an accent that i can't even place what he's getting at with this accent well to me he's, i have down like he he's dressed like the karate kid yeah. calls himself teenage mutant ninja screech but talks like miyagi like he's yeah, just all mixed up there's no just <laughs> idea of kind of what singular figure he is he's just three things mixed in one and it's just crazy he made me cringe it was just one of those like oh my gosh like you could slowly start to see dustin diamond and what him becoming kind of more of this comic foil in the show. And the, the more that they force it, the more that like, I just turn screech off and I just can't sometimes. So that's hold, starting hold to brick, happen. Hold brick, Lisa son. Why? Then he kisses her and says, so cannot slap me old ninja diversion tactic. I, that's <laughs> ridiculous. I cannot even handle that. Uh, <laughs> you, you must handle it. You're going to see it many more times. We've got about what, uh, 74 shows to go. So, yeah. uh, Enjoy it, my friend. Well, this is kind of the, the show hits its. This episode is going to hit its stride here when uh, Jesse has she, Lisa, and Kelly wearing their uh, old time long cheer skirts. And uh, he sa she says the judges won't be distracted by their bodies, they'll concentrate on their words, which is kind of, again, inappropriate to think that uh, male judges would be, would be watching 14 year old girls and distracted well, by their bodies. Lisa saying we wouldn't win if we were dressed in our underwear. <laughs> yeah, even on Jesse's yeah, exactly. speech. Like well, now the guys have stolen Valley's mascot. This prank war, I will admit, does get a little out of hand. I kind of lose track on who's doing what and whose turn, whose turn it, it is. is. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of gets out of hand. They've stolen Valley's mascot, which is a live bulldog, and the almost—I mean, it's almost as cool looking as Uga from University of Georgia, the famous bulldog mascot. But this is the Valley Bulldog, and now Bayside has it. They do, but Valley Dan and Stan Clegg will not be denied. They show up in Bayside jackets. Screech walks in and says, oh, I'm, I'm the center of this cheer that's going on. We've got Valley. They have no chance. Anyone in a Bayside jacket should be proud. And then they take off the jackets as Screech turns around. He's like, oh, you guys stole Valley t-shirts. And then Stan Clegg, a.k.a. Moose, I can't, I just, I'll have to always say that. I can't just say Stan Clegg, says, no, we stole Bayside jackets. And Screech realizes that that means you're from... And he has stolen. They have stolen a person. A live human being has been stolen. There, there might be an Amber Alert out. I don't know what the age cutoff is that between an Amber Alert and a missing person. Uh, but uh, there's definitely a missing person case filed. And they've got to get the tiger back. They've got to get Screech back. He, he's been stolen. What do they do? Yeah, he has. And um, you also have another just horrendous dream sequence where it winds up I left off. So you would have to cover that. I knew that uh, was next. Of course, so. <laughs> Mr. Stingwell gives Zach the old pie in the face in this dream sequence, which is, I mean, let's just face it. Let's go down this rabbit hole for just a second. Okay. The dream sequences, while everyone remembers them and people have these, you know, memory to me, it is unequivocally the worst part of the show. Oh, absolutely. Like 
I could see like one off, but they think like we need to get Peter Engel back on or somebody. Uh, but they thought this was such a great idea. They had to have it in every single episode. We've got, okay, what's our dream sequence for this one? It's, we just roll it out. It's beautiful. It's a home run every time. So what's it going to be? Get the pink border ready. We've just write something in there. It's going to be beautiful. They're going to love it. And they just roll it out every single time. And it's horrendous. It's the worst part of the show for sure. Well, things really uh, come to a head as the cheerleading competition is here. And uh, you hear the Valley Girls cheer, which is funny. They sound just like Valley Girls. Uh, what, from the, straight from the okay. movie Valley Girl. Like right from the mall in the Palisades. Like, I mean, they, they have that cheer. And, uh, of course, uh, and this is kind of overplayed in this season. You've got um, the guys figure out that it is not Screech in the costume. And it is, I believe, Dan Clegg. Yes. And they are poor ants down the, you know, the tiger costume. And so he's dancing and gyrating and scratching. Makes it look like he's dancing along to the cheer. And, and uh, congratulations, uh, Bayside is the winner. It's actually uh, Mr. Stingwell and Mr. Belding were two of the judges. I kind of found that funny. Just, of course they are. Why not? Uh, I root, uh, I thought Valley did better there, Stingwell. Oh, thank you, Mr. Belding. We're the winners. Like, of course, yeah, why are they on the judges' table? Like, that should not be allowed. But I didn't understand the putting the ants down the pants of Dan Clegg. I just, I mean, he's trying to ruin things. Like, Screech is there. You could have just said, hey, Screech is here. That's not Screech. Like, no, let's put ants down. Like, how do you know he's going to do these great cartwheels and backflips and somersaults that he could just be scratching himself and on the floor just writhing in pain and ruin the <laughs> cheer? And you lose the competition. It didn't make sense. But not a lot does, but we still enjoy the show. But uh, there was another school participating. I thought that they were going to win. I was waiting for it. Uh, they're in yellow and black. They have a P on the front. I had to look at a sign and rewind and go back and kind of slow-mo through this thing to figure out that I thought maybe I had down originally, like maybe this is a Palisades school. The P stands for Palisades, but no, it's the Polytech Bears. The what? Polytech Bears were in this competition and they were the losers. I thought they were going to be the winners, but it didn't happen. Polytech, that sounds like the school and like all the right moves that uh, Coach Nickerson, you know, from Coach, oh, yeah. uh, winds up going to Coach out at the end. Like Polytech, I think it's something like that. That's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> well, we also get another, and it's, this is happening very frequently, you get a huge group high five and a one, two, three base side from Mr. Belding and all the guys. And it just sends you off on this um, feeling wonderful feeling. Just so with Bayside pride in your heart, tiger spirit running through your body and it sends it off. I love the episodes that send off with the, uh, the signature high five and the one, two, three base side. I just, I, I, I get goosebumps every time. Yeah. You get all the cast members together. They've gone through these trials and tribulations and they're back and forth razzing of each other. Maybe they're in arguments or something, but at the end, in some of the episodes, they always come together, whether it's a high five or not. But the high five just kind of caps the episode and really brings it home for me. Well, we are out of here with that on season 13. I'm sorry, episode 13 of season one of Saved by the Bell. Hope you are enjoying our reviews. We are going back and uh, analyzing all 86 episodes. And we are going to have guests along the way. You've already heard Peter Engel on several episodes. He's going to be coming back to join us as we progress. We got Troy Froman, who played Ox on the show, going to be joining us later on. Ryan Holohan. As, as Sylvester Solomon going to be also talking with us. So we, we have a lot coming up. This is just beginning. We hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, I hope you're enjoying going back and watching Save by the Bell right along with us. Hope that's what you guys are doing. And uh, we hope you guys will check us out on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and uh, Spotify. That's where you can get this show. If you have a smartphone, Noah, you got this show. So get in there and listen to it. Subscribe. Share it with your friends. Let them know there's a couple idiots actually doing this. 